Well, hello and welcome everybody to episode 35 of Late Arrivals. And Chris's electricity, no one uh no one stuck a fork in an outlet, so <laughs> he has power tonight and we actually I, can record. Not gonna lie, I did break a little bit of a sweat about two hours ago because it did go out again. Oh, like <laughs> not the power, but just like the internet did. Like the, everything was still on just the internet. So I was like, oh no, like I'm not about to send another message. But um, we're good. We're good to go. What's going on in Arizona? I don't know. Well, hey, almost we're being uh, attacked. Almost as rare as a duck's win streak these days. Oh. The uh, lab boys pull together two consecutive weeks of all four of us on the pod. So nice. little round of applause for everybody here. Bang up, everyone! Job. Everyone, bang clap. up, job! Everyone, clap! Everyone, give a golf clap. <laughs> well, the uh, I mean, the main allure with the ducks the last week or at least since last episode was uh the trade deadline and uh we certainly had some stuff happen probably not what (laughs) we were all thinking uh but before we get into that because that's a whole nother conversation of itself uh the ducks caps rematch from last week the caps won an ot which i mean we got a point and lost so could have been better. We could have just lost in regulation, but we got Tom Wilson. His uh, his hand looked pretty uh, gnarly after that fight with Bolu, but yeah. I mean, what do you expect from Tom Wilson? That dude's fucking crazy. So, <laughs> um, I mean, it feels like a long time ago, and I didn't watch that game. So honestly, if you guys have any thoughts about it, I will give you the floor. But uh. I mean, I think the one thing we've all kind of talked about is Zegers getting penalties from the bench is kind of a problem, but yeah, I mean, he yaps like a chihuahua, so it's bound to happen. Penalties yeah. from the bench and, and, you know, just overall dumb penalties, I think, uh, I think have been kind of uh, um, a real storyline with Trevor Zegers this season. I, you know, I mean, I mean, there's not really too much to, you can really dive into about taking penalties. It's just, you know, that's something that's got to, be cleaned up by Trevor Zegers. He's your, simmer down just a bit. You know, he's your he's your number one, number two offensive play driver, and having him in the box one or two times every single night, you know, that's not you know, that's not doing this team any good um, offensively. When you're already struggling to score goals as it is, it's not good to have those guys in your box. Yes, he when he's on the ice, he performs, but you know, you know, I was I was seeing some people. I had made a comment on Twitter saying that Zegers had you know like the second or third of the first. Um, most penalty minutes on the team during that um or i'm sorry so far during the season i made the comment during the capitals game and i had a few people reply to me like well i mean who cares he's still leading the team in points and goals and assists or whatever and i said yeah but imagine how many imagine how many more he could he could have for us if, if he's not taking those penalties and then yeah, if I, he's not I, in the box exactly and i just i i just think acting like a player putting his team at a disadvantage trying to wash that out or like it doesn't count just because he puts up points in other areas i just i think that's a little bit foolish it's it is it's yeah. an area of the game that trevor zegers needs to clean up and i think i think that's something we all can agree on so um yeah you know, that'll come with age that'll come with maturity you know he'll kind of he'll kind of learn how to uh you know control that temper a little bit you know kind of kind of stop with the with uh what the unsportsman likes you know here and there but you know i mean i mean hey you're gonna you're gonna make hockey penalties every now and then but yeah you can you can definitely clean up the uh all the all the unsportsmanlike likes and the, and the bench infractions for sure. 
Yeah. yeah, and at least he knows that he needs to clean it up. He has he has come out on Bally Sports. I think it was Bally Sports. They were interviewing him uh, after the game or during one of the intermissions, and he even came out and said he's got to clean that up, and he's he's working on it. So at least he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's aware of it, but he's not blissfully unaware and just yeah, continuing to do it. So yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, and of course, and of course, it's good. You know, uh, we talked about uh, I think when he took. Uh, that initial penalty in the second, or, or was it a second penalty of the game? I think it was. Before he got benched. I think it was the. I don't know. It might have been before the second one. Yeah, when he, when he got a when he got dinged from the bench. But yeah, I'm. I mean, kind of as Jake mentioned earlier, you know, uh, Dallas Aikens goes on to goes on to bench him for the rest of the second, and then you know, in in typical Trevor Zegers fashion, it lights a fire under him, and he comes and he comes out, and you know, gets put on the ice again in the third, and. Uh, and Potts went in the back of the net. So, you know, kind of good to see. Uh, good to see that he's able to get, you know, fires lit under him. And he's able to thrive in situations like that. Well, he responds He responds by going out there and scoring the goal and not making a scene about it. Which, right, I mean, exactly. I don't think he would. I don't think that's the kind of player he is. But, again, no, I don't you know. Think he would either. You know, and, the, well, and people were talking like, yeah, they're showing him on the bench after he scored the goal. He's kind of just letting that. He's kind of just letting f bombs fly and shit, and they're like, "Oh, is he yelling at Aikens?" No, I just, I just think that's an athlete frustrated that he got, that he got benched, and he's kind of, you know, he's just kind of showing that fire and that competitive. You know, no athlete, no professional athlete even wants to be benched for anything for any amount of time. So I think it's just, um, you know, him taking that frustration out into his play, um, but not taking out into his, not taking it out into his play in a negative aspect where he's taking a bunch more penalties you know obviously he didn't take another penalty for the rest of the game he went out and he scored a goal so it's kind of good to see um you know hopefully he kind of starts writing uh you know writing that ship in terms of taking penalties here like we said but uh yeah it was a good uh, it was a good turnaround after after the second period for him yeah what are you giggling about lou uh something in discord sorry okay no well, we, should, just... uh, we should probably also mention that as we're recording right now we are also simultaneously watching the ducks cracking game here on tuesday night yeah, uh, man, I got. We are currently there are currently ten minutes left in the second. The Ducks are down two to one. So just keep in mind if you hear us interject randomly. Talking yeah, about it's because I think this is the first time we've live reacted. It's it's one of so. it's one of the few yeah. times it's happened. I think it happened prior with like a game that was just over. It was one of the Coyotes. Games, yeah, I think we were I'm watching like sure. the last five minutes or something like that. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't this much. It wasn't this much time left in. Game. Yeah, we have a full game we're reacting to, so you know it helps. It's on ESPN Plus tonight. You know, I got it on one monitor. Got the got the Zoom call on the other monitor, so a little a little bit easy to follow along. But yeah, Ducks. Yeah. Crazy. Two to one with a little under nine minutes left to go here. Yeah, and we got Bucigras calling the game and in the, in the second. Called another say. game where Zegras does something ridiculous. Beautiful between the legs goal. Yeah, and right before we went live, I'm sure as you've seen already, uh throughout Twitter, it's probably blown up already. Trevor Zegras just went between the legs on a breakaway and scored. So yeah, we saw that. Uh we all saw that on the stream together right before hopping off. I'm glad I saw it first from the replay and not like watching it happen because I probably would have made the ugliest noise <laughs> oh well before we talk about the trades that happened friday we'll uh we'll cover what happened after the deadline was over and talk about the game because uh first ducks win of the season that i was able to see in person so i was happy made up for the <laughs> six to whatever loss to nashville yep um it had everything there was uh you know 
an incredible goal from Mason McTavish. Um, the Ducks got scored on a minute 20 into the game because Gibson got hit in the nuts and the puck trickled in through his legs. Um, I didn't know what had happened. And then I, didn't I, saw, I saw him adjusting himself afterwards. I was like, oh, yeah. I looked at Ryan. I was like, yeah, he got hit in the dick. Um, right in the penis. I was kind of making fun of the arena for uh, like the pregame. They're talking about, oh, you know, look out for this player. He's, he's still, uh, you know, he's been hot recently and it was Jacob Silverberg. Oh yeah. And I looked at, at the sitting next to Ryan. I was like, Oh, of course of all players, they choose Silverberg just because a couple goals this week. And then he gets a power play goal in the game. And I'm just like, well, I look fucking dumb. Uh-huh. He's feeling it. But I mean, it was a pretty solid game that the ducks felt like they kind of got a stranglehold on after, uh, the McTavish goal. Um, I mean, essentially, they'd scored three unanswered, and Montreal's came with, like, 20 seconds left in the game. So can't really yeah. say that the three-to-two score reflects what had happened in that game. But, I mean, I had a, I had a damn good time. Uh, hey, they, yeah, the, yeah. they uh, swept Sicard's Habs. They get dunked on <laughs> Sicard's Habs. Yeah, that was, that was a good game to be a fun at. Uh, that was a fun game to be at. Holy shit, English. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was there uh, as well as Jake and our uh, and our pal Ryan. wasn't uh, wasn't sitting with them, but saw them uh, saw them during first intermission. But um, yeah, that was honestly that was a lot of fun. That was I think my first game since uh, um, you know since getting off seventy five hard. So you know definitely had a couple beers with my uncle and my cousin, and you know just kind of just kind of let it rip on a Friday night. It was a it was a good game. You know you, you know we kind of have joked and half joked back and forth about how, you know, we don't want to see this team win. And I know I've kind of, you know, coined the phrase can't lose them all this year, but um, you know, wins like that here and there, you know, they're hard to be mad at, you know, when the, you know, your goaltenders bailing you out, the young kids are performing. Um, you see that just absolutely filthy one-timer from McTavish. Um, oh my God. And it's able, able to put them over the edge like that. You know, you can't, you can't really be too mad at wins like that in the season as long, you know, if the ducks win, um i know bedard is at stake but if they uh if the ducks win and it's it's the young guys taking steps forward and and playing well and they're kind of the reason we won um you know i'll i'll take that but keep those yeah. two of them. <laughs> i believe i believe the term i used on friday after that goal was mctavish was dropping dick and uh <laughs> yeah that was that was a that was a that was a bomb <laughs> yeah baseball, it was it was a missile yeah, baseball yeah. yeah like in baseball like when you get your pitch and it's like just a meatball down the middle people call it a cock shot what is, that was a oh, cock shot. oh okay and he hammered the living fuck out of it oh, okay and i was right there in the corner not not his corner but i was on the same end so i was, I was on the receiving like where the shot was going and that oh uh-huh. that thing was just a thing of beauty well it was just the the crack of the stick hitting the ice and making contact with the puck like there there isn't a better sound in the world it was kind of like, except when it hits the crossbar and goes in but you know yeah i mean i mean in the arena kind of kind of sounded like that uh that viral clip of uh of uh Shoei otani hitting the home run on opening day when when it just sounds like he the ball absolutely explodes off his bat that was that was a loud clapper for sure so yeah you know i mean the habs are not very good either so, you know, it's not like they beat a team that they probably shouldn't have. So, um, yeah, you know, good, uh, good, solid overall win. Took well, down the cards. 
French Canadian boys, the poutine boys. Did you guys go to the Jack Daniels Club or no? I mean, what? I was sitting outside it all night since I was sitting in your seats. I did not. <laughs> yeah. I did not go to the Jack Daniels Club. I went back to Lazy Dog after the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the fun that was Friday uh, kicked off with uh, Pat Verbeek getting the job done. Trading John Klingberg and Dmitry Kulikov both. Um, the returns, I, I know everyone was kind of having a day with it after uh, we got the Klingberg return, but mm-hmm. they weren't exactly what everyone was expecting. And, you know, it is a disappointment. Um, but like, with how historically bad we have been this year, I'm kind of happy we got something for the two of them. Yeah. Um, in case you guys have not heard what the returns are, which you must be living under a rock if that is the case. Um, John Klingberg goes to Minnesota for Anaheim Ducks legend Andre Schuster. Uh, the back. rights to Nikita <laughs> Nestorenko, who uh, our boy Patrick wrote a little profile on uh, that was published this uh, this morning over at Inside Hello, the Patrick. Ring. Yeah, go check that out. Seriously, it's uh, it's on our Twitter somewhere. Um, I posted it this morning, and it's on our uh, Instagram stories. So go check that out. And we also got a fourth round pick in twenty twenty five. Um, this trade came down to the deadline and was submitted at eleven fifty eight. <laughs> and with some reporting on the wild side, uh, it sounds like Bill Guerin kind of was just like, okay, whatever, yeah, don't trade him. Mm-hmm. And then Pat had to call him back and be like, "Hey, uh, so I was kidding before. You know what I said a couple hours ago? Like, yeah, okay, bluff. let's let's do it. <laughs> you know what? I had a monster. I thought about it. Let's get this done. Pen to paper. <laughs> uh, and for Kulikov, the Ducks got Brock McGinn uh, and a 2024 third round pick, which is not." bad considering we got a kulikov for future considerations if i'm first liner brought me again yeah first (laughs) first line uh, first line tonight first line left wing brock mcginn he's already like brother of former alumni jamie mcginn right yeah yes sir he's already uh approaching ducks legend status and it's only his first game first game yeah it's his first yeah so like i said the returns on both these trades were a little a little rough and not what i think we expected and uh you know it it sucks but at the same time we we know where we're at and the fact that we got something for it just is good enough for me Um, honestly same like it's kind of feel like with the craziness of the market and all of the movement we saw it it was slim pickings there at the end. I mean, we saw what happened with JVR not being dealt. And I mean, Friedman and Merrick both said that it seems like Philly was looking for more and teams were just like, yeah, you're not getting that for, for like from us. Like we want him, yeah. but you know, you guys are, you guys are SOL. That was such an awkward moment too. Like watching the, the traded line coverage and be like, oh yeah, uh, JVR was traded to the Red Wings. And it was like out there for like a good 15 minutes, I feel like. And then they just circle back. Oh yeah, that's not happening. He's not. <laughs> he's not a Red Wing now. Yeah, this is really. It was really weird. Um, I was gonna say though. Uh, 
Nestorenko. He plays for Boston College. Is that who he's playing for? Yeah, and he was a teammate of Ducks prospect Drew Hellison for two seasons, I believe. His uh, hello, sir. His uh, freshman and his sophomore year. So seems like uh, Pat's definitely uh, comfortable dra- drafting college guys, which is cool to see. I mean, hopefully our luck with uh, getting guys to sign after college continues. Um, yeah. You know, we have two more up next year that are going to kind of put us in a similar situation as this season. But, you know, Nestor Ankle looks pretty solid for a kid that was drafted in the sixth round. And if he becomes something, he becomes something. That's cool. But if we, not, we, we also got Chase Prisky from Pittsburgh. That's, that was the Buffalo trade. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's the Buffalo trade. Ducks legend Austin you, Strand win that one. Chase uh, Chase Prisky. Why does he sound familiar? Wasn't he? Didn't he go to? Um, I want to say he was a college kid that like was a free agent, and I want to say like ten teams were in on him like two years ago. I, and I want to say I I was hoping the Ducks would get him. I thought the Ducks were in on him, but I I don't know. I could be thinking of someone else. Do you know anything about Chase Prisky there, Connor? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not really good going in. Um, yeah, you know, kind of, kind of like Jake said, I mean, I think I more so for the Klingberg trade. Cause I think, well, I'll quickly talk about the Kulikov, uh, the Kulikov return. I think, I think that's about what we could have expected for Dmitry Kulikov. Um, you know, it seemed to be the trend that not a lot of teams wanted to part with 2023 first this year. A lot of teams parted with first round picks, but we saw a whole lot of movement of 2024 first, 2024 seconds, 2024 thirds, a couple of 2025s as well. So um, I think once we kind of started that all unfolding, I think expecting a 2023 second, third, or fourth for Dmitry Kulikov um, was a bit ill-advised so mm-hmm. um you know you bring in brock mcginn as well i know i know people were trying to frame it we're trying to frame it as yeah well you were kind of taking on the pittsburgh uh you know you're taking on the penguins contract it's yeah you know but but i mean brock mcginn is still a player you know he's kind of like a zach aston reese who we who we got in the in the raquel trade last year you know a little bit of offense here and there but um you know primarily a really really solid and responsible defensive forward um and I was listening to uh, uh, the latest Forever Mighty episode today, and uh, Stephen kind of framed it as, you know, it's it's the Kulikov return is good, especially if you look at it from the McGinn perspective. If you look at McGinn as who is essentially going to be replacing Derek Grant in the next year or two, I think that's a I think that's a nice upgrade over Derek Grant. Um, you know, younger has a couple more years, you know, a little bit more left in his legs um, as well. Um, a few, you know bit better underlying metrics for grant as well so the Kulikov trade i mean whatever it's fine i'm content with it um now the Klingberg deal is obviously a bit different so i think yes of course it is a net positive on verbeek's end you bring in a guy who you knew you weren't going to bring back next year in free agency um, he was a guy that helped you get to the cap floor when he signed him this offseason. Now, he was not solely brought in to meet the cap floor. He was brought in to meet the cap floor and to eventually be traded at the deadline to try to get some capital out of it. Yeah. Um, now, I think going into the season, of course, we were expecting something like, 
you know, a first or a second and a prospect for him, you know, assuming that Klingberg would have been used properly, but, you know, to a lot of, to a number of different factors, you know, this team just being flat out bad, um, Dallas Aikens not using John Klingberg properly, not using him on the first, on the first uh, power play unit all year, um, you know, John Klingberg not really doing himself any favors as well in the first couple months of the season. I know, I know the last month or two, he had kind of rebounded and started to play well again, but um, you know, all those number, you know, all those factors slowly over the course of the year had tanked Klingberg's value. Yeah. Um, now, now it is still completely fair to say that the Klingberg return is very underwhelming because it is. I agree that the Klingberg return is very underwhelming. Like I said earlier, yes, it's a net positive, regardless of how you look at it. You know, Ducks get a late draft pick. We get a warm body back in Andre Schuster. And we get kind of a dart throw flyer uh, college guy that, you know, by all accounts from Pat Verbeek, the scouting staff had been really keen on. Now, as uh, as Stephen from Forever Mighty kind of joked around, you know, I don't think Verbeek is going to come out and say that he isn't a fan of a guy that he just acquired in a trade, but um you know Nestorenko could be could be something uh you know hopefully that turns into into a nice acquisition hopefully yeah you hope you know I know I know we mentioned uh, our boy Patrick wrote that article about Nestorenko uh that dropped today um you know he is a winger oh John Gibson my goodness. yeah 3-1 it's 3-1 3-1 Kraken 3-1 Kraken Daniel Strong John Gibson's gonna want that one back my god um <laughs> um I'm Daniel Sprong revenge game. Yeah. yeah. Daniel Sprong revenge game. We're in number 91, one of the best hockey numbers ever. Um yeah, you know, in the and with Nestoranko, you know, he adds to some fairly weak depth on wing in this team's prospect pool. So um, you know, yeah, you know, kind of like Jake said, you know, hopefully, hopefully he, you know, turns into a solid, you know, third or fourth line winger for us, maybe with some maybe with some nice middle six upside um you know he has a whole lot of offensive tools you know he's a he's a fairly decently sized kid you know six two six you know six one six two who's only going to get bigger and heavier um you know got some got some slick hands and really great shots so um and i think verbeek said that uh once his season with boston college is done which should be done here in a couple weeks because um looks like they're not going to the tournament um according to pat verbeek they will be signing (laughs) nestorenko to an ato for this season and he will report directly to san diego so we will get uh we will get to see him uh play for the goals here in the uh in the last couple months of the season um but um yeah so all in all again it's kind of you know been talked about ad nauseum on twitter back and forth but it's good that pat Verbeek still went out and got something for klingberg and hopefully got you know a, a a future bright spot that um you know can hopefully kind of be another injection into the youth of this team but um it's still underwhelming and it's it's okay to admit that it's okay to think that pat verbeek both did his job while thinking the return is still underwhelming because yes he had to trade Klingberg. yes you probably would have wanted him to get more out of it um but you know we uh they wanted to they wanted to wait a little bit too long to trade john klingberg so um i'm sure i'm sure you know taking that into account of you know the other factors of you know aiken's usage the team just being really bad 
Uh, Klingberg not really helping himself too much for the for the majority of the season. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Pat Verbeek, uh, as a GM, when he's looking to trade a player, you know, it's his responsibility to take the best offer available no matter what if he's if he is fully committed to trading the player um you know so good on him for for you know not bending there and just you know <laughs> doing a pride thing and just being like oh well we're not going to trade him like you still you still got something out of it yeah um, yeah i know i know i've kind of been rambling here a little bit but, uh, it just seems uh, like it seems yeah. like the wild were pretty much the only team willing <laughs> Yeah, you know, we had we had heard kind of sprinklings of Tampa Bay and Seattle kind of potentially being a little bit interested. Um, we'd heard about the Islanders being a little bit interested earlier in that. Yeah. Month, but um, yeah, it kind of just seems like the market for Klingberg really dwindled down to the wild there in the last hour or two of the deadline. So, yeah, you know, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Thanks, John Klingberg, for your time, I guess. Yeah, thanks, thanks for doing. Thanks. Thank for, you, Dmitry yeah. Kulikov, for your time in Anaheim, I guess. But thanks for being uh, you. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll expect uh, yeah, the tribute them. video next year when both yeah. of them come back. At yeah. least like a five-minute video per <laughs> yeah. five minutes of five minutes of Klingberg missing yeah. his assignments and goals being scored. Yeah, please. <laughs> and the deadline's over. And hey, now we're kind of in the home stretch of the year. You know, we're rounding third in the Bedard race. We're about to head home uh, here with just a little bit over a month left in the season. So, yeah. Um, Tank, I mean, hopefully Tank Train keeps on a rolling. Um, that's kind of the thing that's really maybe a negative about this deadline is, you know, all season the Ducks have been in a prime position to finish in the bottom five. Um, Fuckers are winning. Well, we're <laughs> winning, and the only kind of problem is with the deadline is all the other teams around us in the bottom all got worse. Yeah. yeah. Now, we didn't get better, but we really didn't get that much worse either. So from a tanking perspective, I could see why the Verbeek deadline is probably even a little bit more disastrous to you. Um, but yeah, I know, I know we've kind of talked about it a lot, but for me, the deadline's about a C, C plus, um, you know, cause I think if it drops any further than that, then I think you're just saying everything about it is negative, which I don't, I don't, I don't really think it is, but um, yeah, it, it gets a C, C plus for me. Okay. Underwhelming, oh. pretty math, but I mean, hey, you did, you kind of did what you had to do at least. Yeah, exactly. Well, on the topic of reporting to certain teams, we uh, did get a little update from the State of the Union that uh, Pat Verbeek did with the uh, Orange Alliance season ticket holders. And shout out Bob for being uh, our eye in the sky and telling us about everything Pat was saying. Cause it was very interesting. Some of the things uh, he was saying, um, I did find it funny that he pretty much did roast Klingberg and say <laughs> that it took him a long time to adapt to new teammates. And it almost sounded like he was confused that it took that long. Yeah. Um, but again, we, we kind of knew what Klingberg was going to be. Um, he said that he feels like the team is small and getting pushed around, which is a fair criticism. Um, I mean, we're not the big bad ducks we were in past years. Um, to me, uh, I wouldn't so much say that a, a GM saying that is concerning because every yeah. GM is all about, I mean, the NHL has this weird fixation with big players um and again these guys are professional athletes they're going to be big strong dudes 
mm-hmm. regardless. But um, you know, as long as you know, say we look forward to to the off season, as long as it's not like we're going and getting the Ryan Reeves of the world to make us bigger and tougher and stronger and not getting bullied anymore. Yeah. I'm okay with that because we don't need that. Like we just need Zegras to put on some muscle. And that was one of the things he said. He feels like of all of the kids that have played in recent seasons or playing this season, uh, Mason McTavish is about the only NHL ready body in a sense that you really can't do much to knock him off the puck. Cause he's just a grown man child out there. <laughs> um, that's just a freak of nature at 20. Yeah. Um, but it is a little, I, I can kind of see where his mindset of drafting last, last year, getting guys like Leno and Gaucher and these bigger, tougher players. I can kind of see where Pat Verbeek's mind's at. Mm-hmm. It's just don't, don't go get the, the pylon plug yeah. fighter guys in the off season because you can clearly get big guys that can score. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to be like, Oh, they can only count to three and they just, they, they know how to fight that. You know what I mean? Like you don't exactly. have to get these big, stupid guys. Just, I mean, look at Ovechkin, what he's done over the course of his entire career. He will kill somebody out there. He lays his, you know, he lays people out like on a nightly basis and he can still put up 30, 40 goals a season. So I mean, you can have guys who are physical and can muscle people off the puck and can still score. Exactly. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and like and like and like Jake said, you know, I'm. It's extremely fair to say that Zegers is that a guy like Zegers needs to get stronger and needs to put on weight. It's fair to say. Guy, it's fair to say a guy like Jamie Drysdale needs to get stronger and needs to put on weight. And seeing a guy like in seeing Jamie Drysdale specifically in a couple of recent clips and recent interviews, since he's been out for pretty much the entirety of the season, it looks like that that's what the ducks have, have been having him focus on. He mm-hmm. looks a little bit thicker, looks a little bit girthier. Um, and I think Verbeek mentioned as well, uh, according to Bob, that Zeus is on a new, uh, um, a new off season weight training program. So hopefully, you know, when, uh, when we see Zeus in camp next year, he's got, he's got a little bit more muscle to him. So. Yep. Get him camp on the opens and Mary thickness. <laughs> Yo, Get hey, him- Z, if you were listening to this, or if any of your friends are listening to this, or if any of your family <laughs> friends, I know we're somewhat kind of neighbors. I live in Newport. I know you live in Corona Del Mar. You want to come to the twenty? You want to come to the twenty-four hour fitness here at the Triangle? <laughs> Go lift together. Uh, uh, Chipotle on me afterward. I know. I know you. Love me, <laughs> but yeah, just my meet, meet him at the my, uh, just my offer for you, Z. All right, meet Connor right. at the Trader Joe's. <laughs> then we'll uh, then we'll uh, we'll go down to Mutt's, play some uh, play some trivia, have a couple beers. But, uh... <laughs> I mean, just get him on the Zellweger diet, you know. Yeah, no, literally. Only yeah. consume five thousand calories a day. God, I'm sure Pat would be hearing that about Zellweger just made him like make some make some uncomfortable noises. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I've said it a couple of times, but every time I see like Zellweger out of gear, it just reminds me of the Buff Doge meme. <laughs> the really like small legs but like the giant torso <laughs> yeah uh, uh one uh, of the other things uh they did say jackson lacombe is going to report to the ducks not the goals when he is uh ready to come over and that is a good sign of uh, at least seeing him for a little sneak peek uh, before the year's done little glimpsey little glimpsey uh but yeah it was it was it was nice having that relayed to us since uh 
we weren't there to see it. So again, shout yeah. out Bob for uh, being the being in the lap copter and uh, getting us I mean, the news. Yeah, we'll be back. we'll be we'll be looking to get a little more involved next season. We're going to be pushing. We're going to be bugging people. We'll be there. We're going to be in, sneaking in, in into stuff. events. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be so annoying. Well, before I said the thing about Lacombe, it sounded like you had a thought, Chris. Do you remember what you were going to say? Um, no. Okay. If you think of it, just uh, just interrupt <laughs> me. Okay. Um, with his goal against the Caps, Trevor Zegris also becomes the first Duck to have multiple 20-goal seasons before the age of 22, which just seems like another day, another milestone for Z, which is awesome. really nice to see. Yeah. So cool. He's just, it's just nice to see um, him continuing his, you know, development and he's not really skip, you know, not really missing a beat from last season. What did he have last season? I, I, I keep forgetting for some reason. It was like 60, 62 points or 61. A little, little, little over 62 points. Yeah. Uh, a little over 60 points. So yeah. It's about okay. Right. Yeah. And he's already at with his goal tonight. I think he has 54. So I mean, he's right on, he's right there again. And it's nice. He should easily get the 60 points again. And, and I mean, you know. with the revolving door of line mates he's had this year of being yeah. on a line with Terry being you know, on that, what was the essentially the top line of Henrique himself and Terry. And then he's on Strom's wing. And then Grant was his first line left wing. <laughs> I want to say Leeson. Leeson played a couple games with them. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Not not bad for the internet's favorite trick shot merchant. Yeah, I mean, shit, if, you, if you told me if you had told me Aikens had played Trevor Zegers at third pairing D at one point this year, I probably wouldn't have <laughs> just because the guy the guy Jim playing Jim. the saxophone outside Honda Center was on his line. Yeah, just because of how insane Dallas Aikens lineups have been this year that we've kind of that we've kind of just droned on and on about, but. Yeah. Also, a little shout out to that guy. He's awesome. The I've noticed fun guy. Exactly. Yeah, it's always very so good walking into the game and walking Dude, out. Yeah, yeah it's cool. so nice. Like it's just yeah. like walking out and hearing that. He's like so good. So shout out to him. I don't know his name. Shout out, Sax Man. Sax Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, since the last episode, uh, we signed uh, WHL free agent uh, Jackson Weeb to an Ooh. entry level. Is contract. that how you say it? I think that I believe that's Is how you it? pronounce yeah. it. Okay, yeah. I was waiting for you to read it off. I, I had person? no idea. And I know nothing. Yeah. Another one, you know nothing? This is getting concerning. <laughs> I don't we, know. I don't know. Are we I, sure that's a real person? I saw uh, a video from the CHL or the WHL on YouTube where he scored a hat trick and two of the three goals hit like five people in front and he got a rebound and scored. Nice. Um, he's about a point per game player and has like ninety penalty minutes on the season. So there, there's that. Uh, there's that grit Pat Verbeek is talking about acquiring. All caps grit. <laughs> it's interesting the way he spells his first name too, Jackson. Yeah, it's uh, spelled with an X, so he must be really with good. With an X, yeah, you know he's good. I mean, I'm more impressed that. His name's hopefully, Weeb. Yeah, hopefully when he scores, he throws up an X. <laughs> you know, throw up that X. Well, we do have some injuries. Uh, Vakaninen had season-ending surgery again to repair his hip. Uh, I believe it was Lisa Dillman 
or Eric Stevens that reported Stolarz is likely done for the year, whatever's been ailing him. Seems to be keeping him out pretty long term. So either we'll see something about them shutting him down for the year or what even happened to him. Um, and Adam Henrique is out at least a minimum of four to five weeks retroactive to mid-February. But on the injury front, we have been seeing Jamie Drysdale at practice recently, uh, not in full gear or anything, but it seems like they're letting him get on the ice at the end before the Zam comes out or whatever. And he's been yeah, Derek, working with the coaches. Derek Lee posted that, I believe, right? Picture of... A picture, he wasn't even in skates or anything. He was on a the picture ice, and a, <laughs> and a video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, three stars of the week. Three stars of the week. Uh. Hmm. <clears throat> Should give them to all the players we traded. Austin, <laughs> Austin Strand, <laughs> John Klingberg, Dmitry Kulikov. There you go. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, sign up. <laughs> you want to do that? Give them the sign salute on. of uh, yeah, a nice little, a nice little going away, going away salute. Lame yeah, duck. We'll do uh oh. Lame duck. Let's go. Diamond uh, Benoit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll we'll just let him hold it for now because yeah, yeah. Let him I mean, let him hold the belt. You know, we've won a couple games, so I mean, whatever. Keep it, son. You've earned it. Before we uh, preview the next games, I will have to say, I forgot to mention this. Uh, shout out Scott Harrington. He doesn't look as useless as everyone made him sound. No. No. He, I mean, he definitely yeah. plays the body more than the puck, but uh, it was refreshing for once to see. A, Did he have def- to go to New Jersey like over the weekend? I don't no. think he had left. He was still in San Jose. Because okay. he was on, he was on waivers when he got traded. Okay. Um. But yeah, he. It's nice seeing guys uh, clear out players from uh, in front of the net because that doesn't happen a lot with the Ducks. <laughs> um, didn't do anything that really stood out, but I mean, he also didn't do anything to stand out that yeah, was bad. That's, so yeah, that's, that's good and bad. Yeah. Good no, I mean, bad. I mean, hey, that's all he is. He's just a warm body to get us to the end of the season, and then. He'll probably be on his way, I guess. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, uh, one other thing. Uh, shout out Lindsay. Those Pride Night jerseys were absolutely oh amazing. Awesome. So awesome. I want one so bad. I can't imagine they... how much they went for. <laughs> they even had the Mighty Duck numbers. Yeah. Like, the original. like they, were, they were legit. They were very well done. I mean, the whole yeah. Pride Night as a whole was really good. Um, I felt like the energy all night was really good. Um, but it was it, those jerseys just look so good. The script yeah. logo was on the shoulder patch, or one of the shoulder yep. patches. Yeah, the old script that we use was on one of the shoulders. Very nice. But yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen those, go check them out. Um, if you happen to miss them, which Jersey. again, if you miss that, not sure how you did because they were shared everywhere. But um, just they were they're awesome. I wish I could get my hands on one. Well, after tonight against the Kraken, which we're going into the third period here, uh, we're back again tomorrow against the Canucks, and then we uh, travel up Canada a little ways to play play the Flames. So 
the Flammies on Friday. Hopefully we uh, go a perfect 0 for 6 and uh, don't get any points, but... Please, the dream. Columbus Uh, and San Jose getting ass-blasted tonight. Um, Don't exactly help. (laughs) Sharks got schmacked. The the Coyotes won yet? They're winning. Coyotes won. Coyotes won 6-2, man. That's a win. That's a win. So I don't know what's yeah the Black Sharks Hawk, at least uh, one tank watch tank watch tomorrow ducks against the, the ducks against the Canucks and the Blackhawks against the Red Wings yeah so hopefully a Vancouver and a Chicago win up the Hawks up the Nucks up the Nucks <laughs> by the way the Ducks fan Ryan is here Ducks Hello, fan Ryan Ducks fan Ryan mm-hmm. oh my gosh he's he's been nonstop in the in the group chat today just <laughs> chanting let's go Ducks like I could just hear it you know. Just all caps. Let's go, Ducks. Showing off his <laughs> stuff. Savannah said, so you hate Lucas Dostal? Wow. Yeah, he's getting the start tomorrow for sure. I mean, hey, maybe we lose one nothing. Yeah, if we lose one nothing and he, he has makes, like, 50, 50 saves. saves. Oh, look at that. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Say, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I, I'm feeling that. that. That sounds fun. Do you want to do our uh, ad reads here, Chris? I know yeah. Lou wants to read one of them, so oh yes, I'll, I'll let you guys uh, decide. I'll shoot Lou into the seven one four one. Okay, <laughs> but first I wanted to go over the um the standings really quick. Have you looked at the uh, updated wild card standings? Uh, I have not. In the East is pretty crazy. Like there were three or no, there were like five teams tied at sixty-eight points. Um, Sabers lost last night, and then they lost tonight, so they're in a little bit of trouble. But the Islanders have seventy-four points; they're the number one wild card. Penguins have seventy-three, right behind them, and then the Panthers are on the outside, looking in at seventy. And then Senators, Sabers, and Capitals all have sixty-eight points, and then the Red Wings have sixty-five. And then uh, I'm interested to see how this Pacific Division finishes up with the, you know, the Knights and, and Kings are tied right now at 82 points. And then the Kraken have 78, which hopefully would in the be next 80 half hour. Yeah, it will be 80. And they've played um, one less game than the Kings. So that'll be interesting. I think it will be crazy if the Flames end up missing the playoffs and they're four points out of a wild card spot right now. Because it's what the uh, the Oilers and the Jets. Jets are the wild cards. Yeah, and the Preds are probably not going to make it, but they're hovering by that wild card line, which is where I like them to be. Win the just kind of a, the Flames are kind of a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah, I mean they're I fitting the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so kids. If you like what we do here, you want to continue to support us here at LAP, our network inside the rink has an affiliate link for you to sign up for ESPN plus visit inside the rink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. Signing up will not only help us here on the podcast, but it will also help the network hosting us and all the shows within our network who are also very, very cool. Very, very fun. Um, I like to trash talk with the Leafs people every once in a while. But um, also, if you like uh, our stuff uh, and you're listening here, 
make sure you leave us a, a rating and review on uh, Spotify and Apple. Give us five stars, maybe. I don't know if you're feeling like you're having a good time, you know, leave us five stars, <laughs> leave us a rating. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. We're doing a ticket giveaway right now to the Ducks Flames game on March 21st. It's a Tuesday night, so I understand if some people can't work that out, but go uh, enter our giveaway. All I have to do is retweet and like our tweet. Follow 714 Tickets, because shout out to them for these tickets. Um, And make sure you're following us. And yeah, we're getting close to, what, 100 followers here? Yeah, uh, we're at uh, 88. 88. So if you're not following us on Twitch yet and you're just listening to this, Go over on Twitch. Give us a follow. But Lou, you know, going to events is fun, right? It's a yeah, lot of fun. Sure you is, like going uh... to games, right? You like going to Ducks games? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really sometimes. early sometimes, you know, not feeling it. Yeah. Where would someone like go um, to possibly get tickets to go to one of these events? Yeah. So uh, we've also partnered with 714 <laughs> Tickets to get you our fans deals on tickets for any event you plan on attending use code lap that's lap just in case you don't know how to spell the word lap at checkout for 10 percent off for your order and five percent towards any future with 714 shout out my coworker sean who went to the king's game last night uh he was able to use our code and his tickets came out to 80 dollars a piece for the uh, pr section down in the lower bowl so nice Promo go. code LAP. L-A-P. Third period, third period in, in Seattle. Getting yeah, one. puck has dropped third period. We're down 3-1. Ryan uh, said that this was the greatest ad read we have done. So shout oh, out. Thanks Mr. so much. Shout out, Mr. Mouse. Thank you so much, Mr. Mouse. So uh, we won't go through every single trade. We'll go Did through some of... you just call of... with the mouse? What? No, it was... No, Ryan. Ryan said it in the group chat. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Trying to start problems, Lou. Come on. Very <laughs> uh, But we'll cover some of the notable trades from the deadline. Uh, we saw Tyler Bertuzzi go to the Bruins, which just is kind of unfair at this point. Um, they're going to be so good. I mean, they're already good. I mean, but they're going to be an absolute pain in the playoffs. The B in the Bruins logo stands for Bertuzzi. <laughs> Got an assist like his first game, didn't he? And he also doesn't use tape on his stick like a psychopath. It's, yeah, serial killer stuff there. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, on, his, not, on, his, on, his, on the handle. On the knob. On yeah. the knob, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, tape there, man. Have fun, have fun tearing up your gloves, kids. I just said JMG power play time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it JMG still or is it BMW? Yeah, it's, it's JMG. BMW. JMG. On TV, it's BMW. Do they oh. do two separate ones? Because when I'm like... The, in the, arena, no, in arena, it's JMG. JMG still? Yeah, yeah. that's why I was confused. Because yeah. then like John Allers is like, yeah, the BMW power play. I'm like, what do you want, bro? <laughs> what happened to JMG? I didn't know we were sponsored by BMW. I didn't, yeah, I we're didn't moving up. Somebody give me a car. Right? We're moving up, BMW. Um, and coke we got bmw now and coke at the honda center like come on guys and arrowhead water back Jesus. <laughs> about to have a diamond in my tooth you talk about swamp water that arrowhead is swamp water it's not bad 
Um, Jacob Chikrin actually finally got traded um, to the Ottawa Senators, which I don't think anybody saw. And it was kind of funny that uh, people people were getting pissed off about it. Like, that's all it took? We waited all of this time? Seriously, it was such a letdown. Huge, huge fan of that fit, by the way. I think I think that's such a that's such a great fit for Ottawa and especially that price, too. I think I mean, he totally aligns with where they're at right now. I just I just man, that's that's already such a, a fun young team to watch. And then adding chicken to the mix just makes him just makes him even more desirable to watch. So watch out, watch out for these sends to make a to make a sneaky little uh, a sneaky little playoff push getting into the uh, getting into the wild card spot, hopefully sneaky Brady Kachuk's trying to fight goalies, you know. Yeah, Ottawa's Ottawa's the whole circus right now, but they're yeah, you, got, you got you got Tim Stutzlow, who's probably one of my favorite youngsters in the league to watch for sure. But yeah, yeah, they're they're a fun little team. They are. So we had we mentioned earlier with like JVR. Um, I, I more so added this just because of like what we said. It was like up for like ten minutes of that he was traded to the Red Wings, and then they're like, oh, whoops, uh, that one, <laughs> that one made it out of the drafts and it shouldn't have <laughs> um but i more so added it for the fact that uh john tortorella went out to the press uh in philly and was like yelling at them saying what what did you expect chuck fletcher to do like he didn't he didn't see a fit and didn't want to do it you know why are you guys being hard on him and <laughs> it just was very john tortorella like yeah um, but I think the, uh, the biggest thing, you know, we actually caught it last week, uh, before we got off stream was, uh, the Jonathan quick trade in LA. That was cool. Yeah. So LA gets Gavrikov and Corpus Allo from Columbus. Um, apparently Kekalainen called quick and said, Hey, don't even worry about, you're not going to play here. Like, don't worry about coming. He then gets flipped to the golden Knights, which just made this the situation just even crazier because it just feels like a fever dream at that point um he drove from la to vegas uh instead of did he really yeah they said he drove he packed up his stuff and drove nice um which i mean that's one way to do it i guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah, we caught that last week before we got off, and we we stayed on stream for a little bit while we waited for the return. But never got. Did it. you see? Uh, did you see the Blue Jackets account posted like "Thank you, Jonathan Quick"? And yeah, with a Photoshop and of him. Yeah. They photoshopped him onto a player because yeah. the player was wearing player gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he looked so he looked so weird in a in a Knights jersey, especially the gold one. Yeah. I will say I did shout out to their equipment guy for getting the Knights stickers to cover the Kings yeah. logo as well <laughs> as they did because yeah, they did a good job. Know, God knows the fucking nightmare that's covering a Dave Art mask, mm-hmm. but almost looks better that way. You don't like Dave Art, do you? No, not everything. <laughs> not everything needs 3D logos and fucking lightning bolts, but. That's that's another well no LAP collab with them. <laughs> you have to be on a wait list and a good goalie to do that, Chris. So that wasn't happening. We were gonna get mini goalie helmets made. <laughs> you guys have does... go, ahead. Oh, go ahead, Lou. No, I was gonna say the guy who does Gibby Smash does a good job. Yeah, Shell Shock. Shell Shock, yeah. yeah. They're pretty they're pretty very legit. Shout out Shell Shock. Do you guys have any undisputed winners and or losers oh. of the deadline? 
<clears throat> Man. Uh, uh, Toronto, Boston, and uh, and New Jersey, I think for sure, are my, are my winners. New Jersey, yeah. I got to say New Jersey. Definitely. The winner there. In terms of losers, I mean, I know I know people were making the argument, but I think I think you would have liked to see them add add a nice piece. I'd say I'd say Seattle and probably probably Calgary. I mean, just just with the way that things are going and just their absolute lack of doing anything at the trade deadline. I mean, you'd swap the Richie brothers. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That Did just... Edmonton do anything? Yeah, they got they at have... home. Back home, Back home. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say those are my winners. I mean, a lot of a, a lot of winners out east, a lot of losers out west. So yeah, um, kind of kind of the way the entire season has gone in the NHL. So I mean, the east is going to be a gauntlet. The west will be very interesting in the playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this all shapes out. I definitely think we are seeing an East Coast uh, winner this year. Just yeah. because whoever whoever has to play Boston or at any point is pretty much fucked. But mm-hmm. Colorado didn't. I mean, just did they? Huh? Just looking at it right now, I if I can make an educated guess, just with the way things have gone, the way things are looking right now. Of course, playoffs are already a completely are always a completely different story and a completely different animal. But I think the West is is Edmonton's to lose at this point in time. Um, we'll see. We'll kind of see how it okay. goes. I just I mm-hmm. just I think. I think this could be the year we maybe see the Oilers make uh, make that deep push that everybody's been hoping for. Yeah. Um, before we move on, I will say an interesting part of this week's 32 Thoughts was uh, Freege and Merrick talking about trades that didn't happen. More, more so Freege because Jeff Merrick asked him, like, hey, did you hear anything? You'll have to, you'll that, have to fill me in on this because I didn't I didn't get to listen to 32 Thoughts yet this week. So this will this will be it, my first time hearing this too. It wasn't anything too crazy. He talked about, you know, there were rumblings of Carlson to the Leafs, Carlson to the Oilers. Like that was all kind of stuff that was out there. But the big one that was more so just him building upon something he had already reported was uh, the Oilers trying to get Meyer interesting and oh that would have been disgusting but it and and merrick was almost uh framing this as something that if can if this did happen some of the thinking that may have gone into it was you get a guy like timo meyer you literally play him dry and mcdavid as like a super line and then (laughs) flip him at the draft for more capital than what you gave up Mm. Of like, okay, oh. we're gonna get him as a as a rental purely, and then flip him just see, just see after the it, season just to see yeah, what you like, could get if you go win the cup, if you go win yeah. a couple rounds. Like, it was an that interesting been, little thing. That would have been something to see all those three dudes on the line. Yeah, that would have been something. I'm glad that didn't happen. Wow, crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, we we at least don't play them the rest of the year. I don't think so. Yeah, true. I mean, we yeah, we wouldn't have had to deal with it. And I mean, we're not <laughs> yeah, in the true. playoffs, so it's like I mean, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I love what the Devils did and the Rangers. Um, kind of wish the Panthers did a little bit of little literally anything. They didn't do anything at all. Um, which I was kind of kind of shocked because it's not like they're. Out of the race, have, and they didn't have a kinda... ton to give up though. They, like, yeah, they're they they're running a little dry after what they've yeah, given yeah. up in the past couple seasons. Yeah, that's true. They were kind of put in a spot, but 
Hurricanes, oh, yeah. hurricanes, I think are still going to be pretty, pretty dangerous. I know I, I wasn't Domi to. I think the Hurricanes tried to get Domi. I think that was another one. Was mad at somebody. They tried to get Domi, but uh, apparently the Stars outbid them. Oh, okay. I like what the Senators did. Um, stars, stars are interesting. I kind of feel like the enough. teams that did stuff that they needed to do did what they had to do. Yeah. I mean, the there bad, really the... wasn't anything that was like, oh my god, that's completely crazy outside of the quick thing. Well, I mean, if you're talking just trades that don't make sense, the Geno one, I think, is the only like head scratcher because I kind of feel like this that year was weird, just. Yeah. Teams doing either small little kind of dust up patchwork or just swinging for the fences. There wasn't <laughs> yeah. really, there wasn't really any like, oh yeah, okay, that's a hockey trade that makes sense. It's like, okay, this one team's getting better, and this team's at least getting something for it, and that's the trade off. Yeah, but to answer your fun. question, Lou, uh, Colorado didn't do much, but I mean they're also kind of banged up too. So I mean yeah. I don't really think there's much to do there. While you're just waiting yeah. for your core guys to get back. Through that. It was a fun, it was a fun deadline though. Even if it wasn't like a busy day, like deadline day, the deadline week was a lot of fun. Just was chaos. <laughs> Lots of chaos. Yeah. Well, some news to come out of this week. Uh, New Era is reportedly one of the companies that's looking to take over mm-hmm. as the Jer- Jersey distributor next year, which I would be all for if we that means we're getting New Era branded merch because yeah, their hats. Yeah, and, bro, seriously, and just the fact that we're getting NHL New Era fitteds again, like holy fuck! Oh, that means Hot Club could be could be. Oh yeah. Huh. Could be making NHL stuff like oh, this, uh, mighty Ducks hats don't make. Oh my this god, this would be oh, this would be huge. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm all pretty for cool. It. <laughs> I wanted starter, but no, I kind of want. Just make sure, just honestly, no. Just make sure the jerseys aren't like dog shit quality. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I really only buy like jerseys and hats and like the occasional hoodie. So it's like mm-hmm. that's really the only merch I buy. But yeah, I I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I, I love the love hats. Yeah, yeah, I would love. For I it. I. I know they make the, you know, I keep seeing it on Twitter. It's making the rounds that New Era does make CFL jerseys. So I was trying to look at those. Yep. Yep. And, and, and Chris, you said they're headquartered in Buffalo, aren't they? Yeah. New Era. Right. Yeah. They got a nice little store downtown Buffalo. I've been in there. Okay. So if they get okay. hockey jerseys in there now, that'd be pretty cool. Isn't the Bills Stadium called New Era Field it or is. something? Yeah. New Era Field. Yeah. Or it was. Now it's like Highmark or something, isn't it? I don't know. They change. I swear the Bills change their stadium name like every two years. I mean that uh the kind of kind of ties into the scoop that the mouse got, but we won't share that till that's legit news. But yeah, shout out uh shout out Mr. Ryan for uh for that little tidbit. Ryan the and Ducks that's... fan. <laughs> um, and that's con- the squeak of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Connor McDavid continues to be unreal. He uh, hit 124 points on the season, which is somehow a career best yeah. for him, which is just stupid. Putting up be a pro numbers in real life. How many more times do we play yeah. the Oilers? No. 
We're done more. with them this year. How many, how many goals do you guys think he's going to finish the year with? Oh, what a rip. What Back happened? Go up 4 1. 4 1. Who that was, was it? Like McTavish one time. That was like McTavish one oh, time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that was a good. Who's number 20? Billy Tolvanen. Former future Ducks waiver claim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I see him scoring 70 this year. I think he could do it. What's how he many goals right does he have? He's. Uh, He's over sixty, I'm pretty sure. No, I think the other than that, I I think he scored like fifty two or fifty three today. He's at fifty four. Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm smoking. And how many how many more games? <laughs> yeah, how many, how many more games, games in hand do the Oilers have, or or how many more games left? Can we? Can we um, the Oilers have played sixty five games. Seventeen games left. Seven. So okay, seventeen. He's currently at fifty four. Mm-hmm. And he's at 124 points. I could see 16 more out of him. I'm saying 70 still. Whew. Yeah, I can. Jesus. So do you think he gets to 150 points? Oh, yeah. oh 100%. Yeah. I'm going to price his right, Jake. I'm going to price his right, Jake, but also be funny. I'm going to say he gets 69 goals. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Yeah. What's 69 for Conor McDavid. Uh, <laughs> I think he gets like 100, 158. Points. I'll say 66. I'll say 66 goals, 154 points. It's just stupid that that's actually realistic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus, he's gets like three assists and some crazy goal every other night. Oh, just murdering everybody. Quinn Hughes made NHL history uh, this week, being the first defenseman to 200 assists in the fewest games possible, 263. That's I swear, crazy. every time I see a picture of Quinn Hughes, it looks like he just rolled He's out of just, bed. Yeah, He just always just looks sleepy. Yeah, always sleepy or, like, sad. Sleepy Quinn. Sleepy Quinn. But, yeah, congrats to him. That's awesome. First defenseman, 200 assists. Um, we had a pretty wild weekend in the AHL. We had a goalie goal from from our main man Coochie. Um, <laughs> there was a goalie fight huh? in the Milwaukee Texas game that really the goalie wasn't fight was pretty. It was wasn't it was much of a fight. Um, the one goalie got more punches than I think the other guy even <laughs> attempted to throw. Um, yeah, he thought about throwing punches, but but I mean, goalie fights are goalie fights. So yeah, I, that, I don't think we can really complain. Silly. No complaints here at all. No. But to to answer your question, Lou, it's uh Kochtakov from Carolina. That they call yeah. him Coochie. Yeah, they call him Coochie. Okay, if you say so. That was a nice goal too. That was one of the nicer nicer uh goalie goals. Yeah, he uh Got it pretty dead center there. Him yeah, and Olmark, really, same same week. Yeah, you really flung that thing. Yeah, the AHL was on something last week. They were they were feeling it. So, shout out to the AHL, even though the goals are pretty damn bad this year. But <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Hey, like like big club, like little club, I guess. Yeah, it's cute. So, did we talk about your burrito rating last week? Chris, we didn't no. talk about any. No, we haven't ratings. talked about our burritos. Well, we <laughs> uh, we finally got to got to use our 
our ranking system. If you guys missed it on our social medias, uh, we go by lose as our <laughs> judging system. So uh, yeah. I'll let Chris talk about his first. All right. So I went to like a healthier spot. Okay. It's called uh, D-Light Healthy on the Go, and it's in Phoenix. This was on February 26th. But yeah, it's a, got a breakfast burrito. It's really good. But the only thing, like, I don't know. I'm not like a salsa with my breakfast burrito guy, like t- kind of guy. Because this burrito comes with salsa, but I just, I, I can't eat it. You know, the salsa, I just, it goes away because I, I can't do it. So the burrito kind of was, you know, it's kind of lacking some flavor that I know this also would have helped, but I would rather just eat a dry burrito, I guess. I don't know, but it was, it was good, but I gave it three out of five lose just because it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of flavor there. And I mean, you can get mad at me that I didn't use what I had, but, <laughs> but I, I just, I can't go, I can't do salsa with, with breakfast burritos. I don't know why I can't do it. I can't do salsa on top, but if it's part of the burrito on the inside, I'm okay with it. Am I am I the next one that needs to do one? Have I have I not done? Oh, one? It, it's no order. It's just whoever okay. ends up, whoever finds himself <laughs> eating a burrito. Right <laughs> you know, if I remember this weekend, I think I think remind me this Sunday I'll do one. Um, okay. Oh, we got a we got a scrum at the net here. McGinn's involved. Uh, Sick him. Might just grab somebody. Oh, Z's in there. Oh, Z's mad. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's yelling at oh, somebody. God. Oh, God. Where have we seen this before? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was... Zegers will be canceled in the morning, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> that was uh, that was our first burrito review. Um, yeah, three out of five blues. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get a real burrito on, on that. I'll do just, one this weekend. I'll do... Um, and Jake, I um, since you and Heather are my my new uh, my new city neighbors, and it's actually Sunday. right by. You. Well, it's actually right by you, but um, you, I uh, I require both of you to uh, DoorDash a breakfast burrito from Toast Kitchen. Ooh, that already sounds good. So to get the normal one with chorizo, add avocado, and make sure you write in that they give you the side of their um, of their red salsa. Cause it's, oh dude, it's like the smoky salsa. It's like crispy, chunky, like hash browns in there with eggs and bacon and sausage and like just all this stuff. Oh dude, it is. And it's like Ooh. this big too. It's like this big. <laughs> it's a newborn. It's, yeah. It's got some girth to it. It's got some yeah, maybe, weight. Maybe, maybe I'll review that one. I mean, I'm going to give it five out of five just because I've loved that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why but, I waited. Sorry to spoil, but yeah, um, that's why I'll I didn't take, go I'll my... take a nice. I'll take a nice picture. We'll throw on the graphic. We'll yeah. That's why I didn't go to my favorite spot yet because I know I'm going to okay. give it like five out of five because nope, I'm going, I'm going big. I'm, yeah. This, this I'm going big right off the bat. I'm the place like right down the street from me is called hot bagels and they have the best Ooh. chorizo breakfast bagel or chorizo? breakfast bagel breakfast burrito. Yeah. Chorizo with breakfast is probably one. Of oh my like, God. Chorizo and egg is uh, top three. We, we could be talking top two breakfast food for me. Easy. I just, easy. I just love egg. watching chorizo and egg with some fresh corn tortillas, some fresh corn tortillas with the chorizo and egg, some beans on the side. Oh, dude. yeah, that, dude, that'd be like that's like that would be up there for like something that I want for my final meal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, <laughs> can't beat it. Uh, All right, just a little, little avocado your... on the side. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Just lose face to this whole this whole thing has been. I thought he incredible. froze, but nope, he's just sitting there. <laughs> So oh, um, 
mine mine was from west coast <clears throat> deli on the peninsula um i door dashed it on friday um would have would have had our first five out of five but we got gypped because i paid like 350 for bacon to be added to the burrito and it did not it was not added to the burrito I was, I was a little sad but it was pretty good it's uh it was potato egg um green salsa avocado and cheese it was uh it's pretty incredible i used it the good used the red salsa i had from the night before at the little mexican place by my house alejandro's that was an experience in of itself because you know a place like that's gonna smack when you pull up to the drive-through board and the guy doesn't ask what you want. He goes, "Primo, what can I get for you?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so the red sauce with that was uh, made it better. So I don't know if it was more so the salsa complimented it well, or you know, it was just it made it made me forget about my my bacon not not being there. Yeah, that's that's a nice little win right there. I mean, it was it was a nice little meal. I had a I was sipping my coffee when it showed up. I was, was having a very, very nice uh nice Friday afternoon there. Nice. Oh my god. And can I say how great chorizo is with like a cup of coffee? Like a breakfast burrito with chorizo, and then you have the cup of coffee and it like I don't know how to even explain it, but it's just it's Whew. sweating over here anyway shout out uh shout out savannah for uh the awesome graphics she made for us the uh the lose really make the uh <laughs> really make it yeah i love it so much like shout out savannah they're perfect um what was next on our little we gotta get here? into the lap game of the week okay Thank before God. the before the game before the game of the week i wanted to what did i want to do oh a uh, little shout out to um hammerburger oh yes um, oh yes, yeah. yes our friend Kristen hammonds and her husband her husband owns the place uh they're opening a restaurant i think next month um it's called hammerburger if you don't follow them on instagram go give them a follow i've been wanting to try i'm, I'm like giving them a shout out without even trying their food yet but i'm like a big like burger person i love burgers so um i'm not picky at all i already know i'm gonna like this place just by seeing the pictures and people enjoying them but um go follow them on instagram i guess they started out as like just a little thing in their backyard and then when covid hit it went from their backyard to their driveway and then it turned into a food truck and now the food truck i think they just had their last saturday with the food truck and now they're getting prepped for the full-on restaurant i'm not sure if you know where the restaurant is i i don't have the i don't have a location on that so i don't, I don't think, really know i don't think they posted just yet no but I mean, okay when they do we'll we'll definitely yeah go go follow hammerburger and go try it out um i know for sure next time i'm out there i need to go to this damn restaurant make them close because i'm gonna have all their burgers but yeah shout out to them it's cool to see uh where they started and how it's all going and how quickly it kind of happened, or at least it seems quick on our, on our end, but maybe not for them, but um, yeah, I like seeing that. It's a lot of fun and it's cool that, you know, since, since we know at least one of them, I've known Kristen on at least Twitter for a long time. So. Yep. Fun times, fun times. Fun so, times in Hammer Burger Land. 
So, uh, lap game of the week. It was uh, Bruins-Rangers, correct? It was, yes. And that, that was uh, a little more one-sided than I anticipated. Um, yeah, the uh, Bruins kind of... They dominated that game. <laughs> they kind of I mean, did what they've... Two. They've kind of done what they did, have done best all year. and just Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like watching the game, because if you're just looking at it right now, like if you're looking at the score, you know, they, they won 4-2. Rangers outshot them 26-24, but if you were watching the game, it just it did not feel that way. It felt like it was all Bruins all the time. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, I think that was the game. Yeah, Bertuzzi got his first point as a Bruin on a Charlie Coyle goal to start the game. It was literally not even uh, – no, no, it was at the very end of the first period. They scored that one, so Bertuzzi got his first point pretty pretty quickly. Pasta scoring his 44th. Bergeron got his 23rd. Shout out to uh, Lafreniere on the on the Rangers because he's the only one that really showed up. He had both of their goals. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to him. Um, Here I, I was thinking of... that uh, that pick was going to be like yeah. a five a five to four six five final, but uh, yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be pretty crazy, but I'm like, all right. I mean, it was still it was still fun to watch. I enjoyed it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, shit. Lou, did you watch that one? What do you think? <laughs> Just so aggressive. <laughs> one of these weeks, man, we're going to get Lou to watch the LAP game of the week, and we're all going to celebrate with uh, was, breakfast burritos. I, I did watch a game on Sunday. I just don't remember. Might have been that one. No, it's LAP the game of the week was Saturday. I don't know. Yeah, you I might have watched it. I I might have not watched it. I don't know. No, because I was on the I was on the podcast count. And I made a comment on uh, one of these crazy saves that Olmark made, and I was asking people if they saw it. And you came in. And you said no. You were having chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know for hey, a at fact least, you were. At least it was on brand for Lou. I didn't even have yeah. chicken on Sunday. No, this was I Saturday. Just, I just said that. Oh. oh so, so he was lying. lying to you. Wow. I was happy because it was at least 1130. I'm like, all right, it's not too bad. That's lunch. All right. You, you want to pick, pick another LAP game of the week here? Start then I'm Friday, not watch. <laughs> Friday to Monday. Try to um, avoid NHL Network games if you can. Um, unless someone else oh. wants to watch it for me. How, how do you know if it's an NHL It says right game. there. It says right it? there. Oh. It says NHL. Yeah. Uh, give me <laughs> Rangers Sabres on Saturday. All right. Vegas at Carolina on Saturday. Lou took my pick, so I will stick with the Saturday theme and go Stars Kraken. That'll be a good game. Stars Kraken. What was yours, Lou? Sorry. Uh, um, Canes uh, Knights. Yeah. And that was on Saturday. Yes, sir. I guess. All right. Let's see if I can stick to Saturday here. Do 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 do. Hmm. What's on Sunday? I'll go. I'll go Rangers Penguins on Sunday. It's on TNT. <sighs> And uh, Ryan apparently likes the um, the squeak of the week. So let's let's uh, 
That's just going to be his question that every can be week. His now. question, yeah, that can be his question every week. We'll just be like, all right, this week's squeak of the week, and it's just Ryan's question. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Well, time to get into our questions. Uh, we don't have a ton this week, but our hockey three six five topic for the week. Uh, pretty simple, uh, straightforward <laughs> one. In our eyes, who do we think at this very moment in time is the most marketable player in the NHL? It's got to be. I want to. I mean, it's Zegras is easy just because. I I want to say he's one of them. I think it's hard to pick a single one. David Pasternak, I'd throw in there as a as an honorable mention. He's. He's got the personality, you know, he's always showing up with the crazy suits and stuff like that. You know, he just, yeah, it's in a great market. Yeah. Pasta's is Pasternak's pretty, pretty marketable. I, I mean, Ovechkin's always, Ovechkin's always going to be marketable. I think McDavid is, even though he's kind of boring, but. I think yeah. from a purely how hockey perspective, it's McDavid. Yeah. Um, how good but I think, is. I think all around, you could say Matthews probably checks the box the Matthews most. Matthews is just a good one. Yeah. He's got the style. You know, he's he's a great player. Like, I could totally see that being an easy, safe pick. But I don't know. It's kind of hard because, like you said, if you're going completely hockey, it could be McDavid because in real life, you know, I think I would rather watch paint dry than hang out with him. But yeah, he has the personality of a UPS truck. A UPS <laughs> truck. Okay. Um yeah, I kinda I kinda wish the league would market Jason Robertson a little bit more because I feel like he's he's kind of got that same vibe as like Austin Matthews, but they don't give him enough of the the attention, you know. But um and plus he's good, so it's not like he's just a random player that oh, just because he might be funny or he he has like interesting style that you know catches people's eye i mean he's he's a really good hockey player and i kind of wish that they would they would put him at the forefront a little bit more but yeah i'd have to agree with you guys though matthews is a good one but yeah it's kind of hard to pinpoint like one specific one specific player matthews from an overall mcdavid from a hockey and then like posternock for like the personality and being yeah pasta yeah pasta's great by the way, we have another squeak. Ryan says, I hate Mario Goff, god damn it. So, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I mean, right. I like it. All right. Well, getting into our questions, uh, this one was more so, I don't know if it was an actual question from Bucky, but I still put it anyways because your tweet this morning, Chris, about uh, Lou disliking cottage cheese. No, that, that was, was Lou my, tweeting that, that. That was me tweeting it. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, that was Lou. Bucky asked us, would Lou like cottage cheese better if it was paired no, with wild wing meat? I don't like fucking <laughs> chunky cheese, dude. Freaking feta and cottage and... Oh, feta's delicious. Feta Ooh. is delicious. Feta cheese is just... Oh, no, it's not. It's fantastic. Texture is like a fucking armadillo... Go to Greece and have... <laughs> go to Greece and have fresh feta cheese and tell me your mind hasn't changed. Yeah, it's not going to change. <laughs> oh, Ex- execution wise, Lou, you were you were on the right track, but I could tell you were trying to think of you're trying to think of the uh, noun to put to the uh, yeah put to Armadillo. the statement. 
Armadillo <laughs> just came to my mind. Uh, um, and this is also a Lou-related question because he's talking about how much he hates mac and cheese last week. But uh, Stephen <sighs> asks us, "What are uh, what things we would add into mac and cheese?" Like these are other these food are all or... things. Now, what I'm about to say, because I have a couple answers. When I'm saying these things, this does not mean that they're all going in the mac and cheese at the same time. They're just good things to put in mac and cheese. So, lobster, of yes. course. Lobster mac is fucking just, oh, dude. If, oh. You're, bu- if you're bougie enough, yes. Um, Top tier. Barbecue sauce. Mixing mac and cheese with, like, a really good barbecue sauce is very tasty. okay if you go to you go to wood ranch or something and you get and you get the mac and cheese on the side and and i'm like i'm not talking you like drown it in barbecue sauce just a little bit mix it around it's very mm-hmm. good um bacon's good in mac and cheese um when it's crispy bacon i don't like when it's, yeah, it's gotta like, be crispy. yeah i don't yeah. like when it's undercooked bacon in it because then it's like i'm having to mm focus on chewing the bacon and not Not just not just not just enjoying the two together have some hot uh, dogs sliced up in there and uh (laughs) truffle mac and cheese too truffle mac and cheese bomb (laughs) truffle yeah just all mac and cheese is wonderful so Mm -hmm. so good yeah just plain well well well-made mac and cheese just regular is very you ever you ever get it from like you ever get it from like Panera Bread too? Panera mm-hmm. Bread has some good mac and cheese, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do we dig deep and try and understand why you hate mac and cheese, Lou, or do we just it's, leave? Do we just leave this as a Louism of just you just, just dislike it? It's not good. What? What do you? Did you have a bad not? experience? I just don't like it. The fucking texture is grosses me out. It's just oh, okay. cheese. It's melted cheese. Ooh. You like pasta? Mm-hmm. You like noodles? That's different. <laughs> yeah, there's just cheese on top of it instead. That's, that's the big difference. Different. Move on. Move along. Move along. Okay. Move along. <laughs> well, we have a uh, a hockey question before we get into our official first official squeak of the week from uh, from Ryan. But this one comes from Simon, and he asks. Uh, with a couple defensive roster spots open for next season, do we think Olin Zellweger or Pavel Minchikov or both make the roster next year or get given time San Diego just to adjust to the pro game? I don't uh, I don't think both of them make it right away. Mm-hmm. I think I think Olin Zellweger making the open night making the opening night roster is very likely. I think Minchikov yeah. uh, for all intents and purposes is going to uh is oh hey a max comb toggle with a minute 30 left oh um, nice um yeah you know i think i think for all intents and purposes pavel michkov is going to start the year in san diego um yeah you know like we gotta we gotta keep in mind you know the opening night roster even though there are going to be spots open it's not going to be just fowler drivesdale and a bunch of rookies um you know it's probably going to be one rookie if not two um so I, yeah, we'll yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be I don't surprised think if both of them are making it right away. I mean, it'd be fun if they both impress and they're both showing that they're capable of playing. But um, yeah, I'd say I'd say Zellweger. I'd probably predict Zellweger makes it. Off yeah, next year. that wouldn't be too surprising. Minchikov would have to like really, 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 really impress, yeah, really impress, and can't. And that 
and that's not a knock on him. You know, he's he's just a year younger, and we know the Pat Verbeek likes to give guys a little bit more time. So get get that seasoning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys ready for the squeak of the week? Squeak of the week. It's actually a pretty good one from Ryan. Outside <laughs> outside the end of it. Okay. Um, well, he starts it off while saying, "Well, Zoinks, Scoob, it's another lap stream, buddy." I think it's time we toss in a question. Can we get the chat's best or favorite meal they had while on vacation or traveling? And then he ruins that perfectly fine question by saying, also Cholula bad. Mucho bad. <laughs> Mucho bad. <laughs> that's a that's a bad take. Cholula's good. I like uh, how he signed it as mouse.com arena. No, I put that in there. Oh, you did? <laughs> I change it up every week. I put oh, the mouse, Mr. Mouse. Mr. Mouse this week because of the arena talk. I put mouse.com. Empty that 5-2 Kraken. Ducks take the L in Seattle. Kraken fans cheering like they thought they weren't going to win already. Come on. And hey, I'm uh, (laughs) going to be in Seattle next month. And I will be be attending a Kraken game next month. So uh, when I'm... uh, The week after I return from that, I will uh, will be back with a Seattle... With a Climate Pledge Arena experience review so. cracking uh coyotes right cracking coyotes that is correct may seen have the angels, to uh, seen the angels play the mariners the day before so that'll be it'll be fun ooh. so seattle sports weekend may have to send you some money to bring me back a Kraken jersey i'm bringing ooh. you a hat and uh <laughs> yeah i mean jake yeah if you if you want me to venue if you want to venmo me i'll i'll bring them back for you i'll do you one better i'll sell you Oh yeah, there that works. Pretty <laughs> God, I don't get a, I don't get twenty five cents taken off the transfer. Let's go. <laughs> I do love right. the Mariners uh, Stadium though, so I haven't been there yet. It'll be oh, you haven't. It'll be my first time in, uh, not my first time in Seattle, but my first time at a Mariners game. Yeah. So yeah, when I went, it was still Safeco Field. So it'll always be Safeco to me. Yeah. All right. Favorite meal while traveling or on a vacation uh donor kebab in europe like see connor gets the europe stuff i have not left north america uh all right i'll say i'll say um it's not like a specific meal but it's like on a cruise ship uh the buffet on a cruise ship wonderful because every night's different theme it's wonderful can't so go wrong there. Yeah. Okay, Lou. I'll let you say yours, and then I, I have a I have a story that accompanies mine. Uh, believe it or not, there was a burger place at the Circus Circus in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I think it was might have been Sammy Hagar's restaurant. I don't remember. Oh. Okay. It was probably the best burger I ever had. Have you tried the Gordon Ramsay stuff yet? No. I think he's got a burger place and a fish. And I know he has place. something at the um, Paris. Yeah, I think he has like a there's like a Hell's Kitchen there too. Hell's Kitchen, and then he's got his burger place, and then I think a fish and chips place. But I know I all of his also... restaurants you have to like dress up for, and I never bring up bring dress up clothes to Vegas. <laughs> I got gotcha. so... you. Gotta get fancy one time, Lou, and give us the give us the lowdown, give us the the Lou <laughs> review. 
Yep. Well, mine, I think my favorite was we had, uh, we had lobster a few times when I went to Maine as a kid. Um, but we went to this place that it was like right off the, uh, the coast, uh, kind of near like where the Canadian borders at. And it's like this place that when they're done selling lobster for the year, they're done. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, Oh, Hey, we had some leftover. Like they try and use as much as they can. And then when it's done, it's done. So we went because the whole trip was we were spreading my grandma's ashes up there and we're standing on the pier and you know, there's like a line wrapped around this little restaurant. We had gotten these like lobster, they're, they're kind of like lobsters on a roll, essentially like a lobster roll. Mm-hmm. And I was young enough to where like I was starting to finally have a palate for food that wasn't just chicken nuggets and uh, <laughs> and cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um. So I tried it and... Yeah, my my dad, my uncles, like we're they're recording that we're about to, you know, toss grandma's ashes into the into the water. Yeah. Right as my uncle takes and tosses them in the air, a gigantic gust of wind oh, Christ. blows. And there is a gentleman sitting at a table and newspaper up, so he can't see that my uncle is actively throwing a person's ashes into the air. Um, They fly and they hit the newspaper, but they also hit the guy's sandwich. (laughs) Oh my God. And at that point in time, we're like, Hey, you know what? It's probably a good idea to go get in the car before uh, anybody (laughs) says anything. So uh, we should leave a funny memory, but I, you know, it's, it's weird to say a meal I had when I was 10 was like the best meal I ever remember from a vacation. <laughs> but I mean, there was just something about them actually like somehow being able to cook a lobster and make an edible sandwich that doesn't get you sick. You know, yeah, it was incredible. Well, that's good. Sandwich was good, but the events that partook out, not so much, not so, not so much. <laughs> We have a we have a drive like a little drive through place that just opened in in Phoenix. It's called like Angie's Lobster, and it's like on the go lobster rolls. I tried um, it for the first time, and it was it was okay. Like it was good. It kind of messed me up later, but <laughs> I mean it was it was it was it was good. I thought it was fine. I don't know if you guys know Salad and Go. Um, we have Salad and Go out here, and it's it's owned by the same people, I guess, and they're doing lobster. So. Yeah, I don't know if I trust crawfish from the desert, but you know, that's yeah, just, that's you know, just that's just me. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like I'm always thinking, okay, there's no water nearby, but hey, you know, I've had crawfish sushi. Crawfish are here. mud bugs. <laughs> I've I've had sushi plenty, plenty here, and I'm I'm still kicking, so it's fine. Hey, you didn't have an experience like Heather at Fuzzies, so you're good. True, true. We know that's oh, her favorite wow. place. Yeah, when you guys come back, I'll bring it. Yes, please. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I didn't. I wasn't the one that got sick. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any more questions in the chat before we sign off for the night? Don't you have a mouth story? Uh we've run a run long enough, but the gist of it was Ryan was getting hit on by the ladies who were sitting at the Ducks game on Friday, and it was it was pretty funny. They were trying to get him lit. They're asking what we're doing afterwards, saying, oh, meet us at the bar. Like, uh, I got a 
work tomorrow and i don't know you and i'm engaged so please stop we're kind of busy (laughs) but they they were enjoying some drinks uh, mid-sense but it was it was a funny experience nonetheless yep just added to a fun night (laughs) yeah i was day-to-day that game so i couldn't go (laughs) shout out shout out lou for uh, the tickets, giving me the tickets last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. Ryan said they were interesting, and the ducks won with an exclamation. He loves his ducks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't look like there's any more questions in the in the chat, so that'll do it. I know week. tonight was a little bit Get of a weird episode with a uh, with a uh, game going on as we were yeah. recording, so. But yeah, like like always, if you if you like what we're doing, um, leave us a rating, maybe a five star rating if you're feeling it. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Later Rivals Pod. Uh, like I said earlier, if you stuck around and if you were there earlier, um, we're doing a giveaway, ticket giveaway from Seven One Four. Big thanks to Seven One Four Tickets for doing this, but. Uh, March 21st, Ducks-Flames game. It's a Tuesday night. We're doing a giveaway on Twitter. All I have to do is retweet, like the tweet, make sure you're following us, and 714, and boom, you're you're in there. You're in. You have a chance to win. So I think I'm going to do the drawing on the 16th, so it's next Thursday. You have until next Thursday to enter that and win the ticket. So, yeah. 316 do, day. 316, John 316. But yeah, go do that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, listen to Chris. Do what Chris said. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Shout out, Chris. Saying, uh, you know, it just means that down the line may have some interesting giveaways and stuff. Uh, I, I have an idea I'm going to bring up to you guys after we're done recording uh, okay. that I did tell you about. But uh, yeah, fun t- fun times in Lapland, as Lou would say. Yeah, yeah you stick around, it. you know. <laughs> word. More coming. All right, well, that is it from us this week we uh, appreciate you guys hanging out if you're in the twitch stream and we appreciate you listening uh if you didn't make it out yeah we'll see you next week thanks for listening bye